right, guys, welcome to today's edition of Pulse to the Wall. And today, our guest needs no introduction, probably, if you listen to this podcast. We got Maj Ture here. And funny story how this podcast came about. So we were at Freedom Fest last week. And one, I think it was on Friday, we were going to get some lunch, like down to the food court. And we come back to our booth and we sit down and who is standing right in front of our booth talking to some lady was Maj Ture. And it was like a 15, 20 minute conversation he was having with this lady about felons owning guns, like former, you know, people with criminal records getting out and having the right to bear arms. And we were just sitting there eating our lunch, getting this private podcast. And that was pretty cool. So Maj, that was a, that was a cool way to meet you. And then uh, we wanted to do an in-person one. Things didn't turn out that way, but here we are. Yeah. The um, first, thank y'all for, um, for, for inviting me on. Um, I didn't, I didn't. So one, I've never been to South Dakota before. Um, and I thought that was, very, that look, that place was very interesting. But at, usually at those events, because I'm very accessible, I try to make myself very accessible to everyone. Um, I'll say, yeah, and let's do it. And then somebody, I'll get send an email and somebody will be like, yeah, you idiot. You have to, something else at that exact same time. So um, so it didn't work out in person, but I'm glad to um, chop it up with here, here, you know, and it'll probably be, you know, we'll have more time and all that other good shit. So wait, can we yeah. cut or is that against oh, yeah. the rule? Oh, yeah, good. for sure. Right. Yeah, you can swear away. <laughs> yeah, it was um pretty interesting. Like Nick said, we came back from lunch. You were kind of giving a monologue to one of your fans um, talking yeah. about felons owning guns. And we're sitting there eating, and you're like three feet from my microphone. And I was like, I could just hit record. This is really good. But I need to consent. All about I, like, consent. I don't know yeah. the guy. <laughs> I, I assume that um, every room that I go in, somebody's recording. Okay. Well, next so time that happens, I'll, I'll I was that. I was talking to somebody backstage at one of the um the presentations at Freedom Fest, which is amazing, by the way. That was my first time at Freedom Fest, mm-hmm. um, and she was it was after my presentation. She was like, "Hey, there's some people. I'm, I know you're relaxing, but there's some people that want to take a picture." I'm like, "No, nah, that's cool." And I was talking to her um, and Michael Heiss from the uh, Lip, uh the Mises Caucus, and I was like, "You just gotta accept that your product." You know what I mean? You just have to accept that like this, this like this, you're a human, no doubt. But when you have something that people appreciate about you, you are product. And I think the quicker we own that, you know, um, and and your product or somebody, since your product, somebody's attempting to try to like trip you up. You know, they love you in so-called entertainment. They do this weird thing with you. They'll like build you up so they can tear you down and then they'll ask mm-hmm. you to come back so they can build you up again so they can tear you down. So I just try to, you know, um, move as if like, like a criminal, you know, I just don't, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really assume that anything that I'm doing is not being recorded, you know, in any way, shape or form. So I accept it. I just go like, yeah, when you said that, I was just like, oh man, you should have fucking got that. That was like, <laughs> really good conversation. It, was, it was so good. I was I was wondering, you know, if especially in today's world where everyone wants that quick soundbite or clip, I'm sure, you know, as your platform grows and, and your movement as a whole grows, you probably get a lot of that where everyone's trying to get that one time you say something that might be mildly controversial just so they can get their gotcha moment. Yeah, I, the 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 gotcha moments for me are usually just me telling a truth. And it's like, you don't have to get me. There's something that's going to happen in the podcast because people don't answer questions fully and honestly, generally. Right. 
So like, I'll give you an example. So you walk past somebody and you'll say, hey, how are you? And they'll say the same shit back to you. It was a question. They asked you, how are you? You go, how are you? It's like this robot thing. You aren't taking the information in and going, yeah, I'm, I'm okay today. Um, I'm a little hungry or, you know, today's Sunday. So I get a glass of wine and uh, I'm, 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 I'm at like a 65 out of a hundred. We don't do that. Yeah, right. A few days ago, actually, I ran into a guy and I said, hey man, how are you? And he said, doing bad. And I stopped and I said, <laughs> I said well, tell, me, tell me why you're doing bad. To me, I would rather, in my mind, that goes in the suicide direction. Mm -hmm. So when he says, I'm doing bad, and I'm like, I turned around, I was like, can we have a human moment? Let's just talk about why you're doing bad. Is that bad? Because like, did your wife cheat on you? Is it bad? Because like, you've, you've come to the realization that the Cowboys will never get good. Like what? <laughs> like, what, 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 is, what truth is dealing with you in, in the thing that was frustrating was the pool wasn't open and he usually tries to get a workout in and get a morning, you know, early in the morning before a bunch of people come in and get his laps in. And, you know, and I just stopped and talked to him for like four or five minutes. Um, so the general public doesn't have to worry about the interviews with me or, the, or some of the casters don't have to like look for this gotcha thing to like trip me up. I'm going to say enough things because I'm actually having a genuine conversation and I'm going to tell you exactly how I actually feel. And if I disagree, I'm going to go, nah, I disagree with that. Or that's stupid, bro. Like that's dumb. Mm -hmm. We're just in a space where we're so used to being on autopilot that genuine conversation seems controversial. So like this shirt, if I do this, right? If I sit up, it says defund police. But if I sit back, it says defund police informants. Now, I believe both of those conversations or statements in context have some you know, validity. Now, if someone says defund police informants, it's like, oh, are you still participating in criminal activity? Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But either way, there's gonna be a set of questions for that. My truth about it may seem controversial. If, I, if they just catch the defund police part, I'll go, well, I do think that the federal government is, is overly militarizing certain sections of America and they are violating, you know, the Constitution. So I don't want more funding to that. That answer seems controversial and it'll turn into that soundbite moment. Mm -hmm. So if I say, yes, I'm OK with defunding the police. People will go, oh, he wants anarchy. But it's just a legitimate conversation, which is good, though, on certain levels, because soundbites help. Sound bites are the thing that perks your ear up, like pull quotes or headlines. The problem when it where it happens is when the headline is the only thing that the people read, and they don't go into further context of what was actually said, then you get more polarization. So I challenge everybody to absolutely put more headlines and pull quotes, especially when it's coming from a genuine place. But we also challenge people to listen to what actually is being said in full. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it seems like I, I've noticed that you are very precise the way like the rhetoric you use and the kind of like sloganeering. And I think that is a, a useful tactic that people need to be aware of. I know like Jordan Peterson has talked about that a lot. Like he tries to like and Tim Pool talks about that being very precise with what you're saying. So it can't be chopped out of context. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like you said, it's you know, you also want to gin up a little bit of controversy and get people talking about whatever the issue is that you're trying to push. It's almost, it's not even that we trying to generate it. It's just the world got so soft that legitimate conversation or someone expressing their legitimate view, if it does, if it ain't lockstep in with yours or the person that's suffering from that, you know, uh, cognitive uh, uh, dissonance or however you pronounce it, that person thinks you're trying to drum up controversy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, 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 Jordan Peterson's a, a perfect example of it. I've read three of his books, um, Beyond Order, which is his most recent one. I think that's his most recent one. Yeah. yeah. 12 Rules for Life. And there's one uh, way back called the, the map, the ma ma Maps mental map, something like that. The Maps mind meaning, yep. Yeah. Yeah. meaning, yeah. And if he's just expressing a, a perspective in full, He's actually not responsible for you taking the part or being offended by the part that you're offended by. Because I actually said this whole thing, you know, a great example of that lately here is the baby, right? The baby's a hip hop artist for people that may not know. And he was on a rolling loud stage and he said some, you know, aggressive things in regards to, Hey, if you came here tonight, the gist was, if you came here, you're not, not living in your truth. If you ain't come here to be dirty, if, and he said something about HIV, if you got, if you don't got HIV or some disease that'll kill you in a couple of weeks, now obviously HIV doesn't kill you in a couple of weeks. He said things that, like, leftist media was like, this dude is absolutely homophobic, and I'm like, first of all, he didn't, he didn't say anything about gay people. You guys are actually the bias because you associated him saying HIV automatically with gay people. And that's not what he said. People will spin it out of context. Now, the funny thing is he'll lose a couple of shows, but then people that are actually practically thinking because they go so hard to try to drag somebody, people that are actually thinking will go, man, I'm going to go buy some more of his music because that's not what he said. That's not what I see what you guys are actually doing. You have an agenda. So it's, for me, I just exist in that same space where you know, it's like Kanye said, I'm, I'm on TV talking like it's just you and me, because in that room, it actually is. In this room right here, right now, there's me and three other men, and we're having a conversation. If you don't feel confident enough in yourself to stand on your truth, if I say it on the Internet, if I tweet it, if I post it on the gram, if I say it on Facebook, if I say it on MeWe, if I say it on Parler, if I say it on YouTube, that's what the fuck I meant. And if you're looking for a reason to like figure out a way to not understand, that's the overall problem. People are talking and communicating not for understanding. They're communicating to disagree or just wait for their turn to talk as opposed to actually listening to what this person is actually saying to understand it. If you do that first, you'll be surprised where so many times it won't be a it won't be a controversy. You'll 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 actually understand and like kind of no, I, I can see that point. I wouldn't go eighty percent 
90% of what he's saying, but I, I'm good around 65, 70. So it's not really me trying to make it controversial. The, the truth of where we are and speaking firm, when there's an attempt to make everything super soft, something that's firm seems controversial. And I'm good with if it's being used that way. The only thing is I just challenge everyone that when you click on that, I want you to actually read the entire article. They are trying to dumb you down. Commercials was 30 seconds. Instagram like reels is like 50 seconds. Getting somebody to watch a two minute video at this point, unless they're accepting of long format conversation is more difficult, which speaks to the dumbing down of the American people. So you, you take the good with the bad. And you just, again, your product, just people are just pause to the wall. You guys are a product. This is as it continues to grow. Don't get it fucked up and think in any way, shape or form that people may like you. But if you're not giving them the quality interviews and content that they want and the challenging engagement that they want, if you guys aren't going pause to the wall, they will fucking get rid of you in a heartbeat. You are product Own your autonomy as a human. But as soon as you walk outside and put yourself on the Internet, you are art. You are a product open for critique. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I, I definitely, I like the point you make about um, kind of the, the softening of discourse and, and communication as a whole, because you already see it, you know, with the, I'm going to call it for lack of a better term in my, my brain at the moment, woke speak. Mm -hmm. And what people do now is they self-censor themselves. Yeah. They, they, they edit out things that they may have said, especially online or, you know, cause now there's the fear like, Oh, I might get banned. I can't, I can't say this. And it's, but it's like, but when you're with like you, just your buddies, you still right. talk that way. Right. So they're, they're already winning in that sense. Like people watch what they say now, they censor themselves. And yeah. I, I think you're going to see more of that. I mean, you look at any big corporation and, and you know, government entity and like the the things that they keep pushing it just keeps incrementally um to use a 9-11 meta metaphor here the uh one paper cut at a time yep. kind of deal and you already see it and you know people are people are afraid to speak their minds and i think that's why in 2016 you saw the constant coverage of what they called the silent majority mm -hmm. because most people still just want to be normal people. They want to shoot the shit. They want right. to laugh. They want to laugh at offensive jokes because that's what humans have done since the beginning of time. Jokes by definition have to be somewhat offensive. Correct. Like they, they like almost kind of got to be now. And each person has their line, right? And I get it. My line is like far. <laughs> My line is like, <laughs> like yo, I get it. I understand. This person is a comedian, not not a not a brain surgeon. You know what I'm saying? Um, we push back on that by, yo, we the rebels, man. Like legit, we we are the actual like hip hop, punk rock, rock and roll. I I, I was looking at some some shit that I heard like Chuck D and, and like. Some other people say, who the fuck castrated y'all? 
You know, like even mm-hmm. like Zach De La Roche, like Rage Against the Machine used to be the shit. Like my uncle would tell me oh, about hell the- yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Man, you motherfuckers is like, you got to have a vaccine card to come into our concert. Right. You know, but that's that's the cycle of what powerful shit does, right? Google came into existence, had a cool fucking name. They presented a thing that was like, oh, man, this is dope. I can, like, learn everything, like, right here. Then instead of, and they were innovative, and they were like, yo, we're the little guys, we're cool, we're just weird, we're doing our thing over here, and then you blow up. Instead of winning further by more innovation, they start to try to attempt to win by stifling competition. You can compete by just being innovative. You know what I mean? And so we in hip hop, we in that culture, in the rock culture, which was a subculture, we got co-opted. Pete Brownell, from Brownells told me one time in politics, you know, he's like, Maj, if you if you you'll stay safe if you remember this. And politics is co-opt or kill. It's co-opt or kill. If we can't co-opt you, we want to kill you. The beauty of it is when you say, fuck all of that out there, this is what I'm doing. Fuck what they saying. I'm saying this right here. You don't, you don't need to be, we exist in our own island and, and we got to kind of like, uh, America used to be that. America in a space where we were strongest on international policy when we didn't have an international policy. Right. We was fucking with, yo, Pittsburgh's making 30% of the world steel. You know what I'm saying? And so we got to get back to that. And how we do that in, in our individual like little ways, one is... Yo, man, fuck censorship. Fuck what they talking about. That's some bullshit. Fuck that vaccine. Fuck that fucking mask. Fuck all of this shit. It's going to be about freedom, period. And I think the real cool people are going to be... We in this weird space where cool is up for grabs right now. Cool has been revenge of the nerds type shit. Like, cool has been co-opted into you're cool if you comply right you know what i'm saying cool is up for grabs because there's more people again that silent so-called majority or so-called silent majority that's been silent for too long that's the same energy that went into hip-hop and punk rock and rock and roll and all of that that was like yo man fuck that that's why i blew out the frame because it was profitable the beauty of being profitable is you're able to take care of your family but you also have to be able to have ownership of the of the wave of the mentality to make sure that it's not co-opted. Don't because co-opt and kill works both both ways. We'll kill you to defend this liberty and this freedom thing. If you try to co-opt it, you can help and you can be a part of it. But this is the standard. This is what we're conserving, you know, and we do that by just going like, yo, man, fuck that. Fuck that. It's cool. I got an RV. I don't got to get on your fucking airplane with a fucking... Fuck your airplane. Fuck your airline. Fuck anything that's not... But now you got to... You you have to now deal in responsibility. Because they're going to try to press you. They're going to press you. It's going to be, oh, fuck us? Cool. Now you can't... They doing it with the gun community? Oh, yeah. We can't... You can't... You can't uh, monetize your videos. Oh, you show you show you showed a gun in your video for longer than however many seconds. We're gonna blah 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 blah. 
cool, fuck you. We're going to say, if we truly are the silent majority, and I believe we are, if we're the silent majority, then we start doing business with each other and, and not doing business with the opposition. Don't go to fucking Buffalo Wild Wings. They don't want you in there with a gun. Don't go, don't sneak in there and take a picture and say, fuck this anti-gun sign and still give them your money. You're feeding the beast. Yeah. And you're and you're giving them promo by taking the picture of Buffalo Wild Wings, free promotion. Fuck that. Don't buy Levi's no more. Fuck Levi's. Go get your jeans from Vertex. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that uh, found things have the power because they put the work in. There's a reason why the railroad people, the people that own the railroads are like in like the oil companies. Their great, great, great granddaddies did something and their families consistently continued it. So they get a right to be like, fuck you. These are our rules. And you get a right to say, fuck you. We're not doing that no more. They like politicians. Watch how quick you stop spending money with them. Watch how quick that rule change. Or they don't exist anymore. Yeah, no, and that's that's kind of your whole thing is uh, solutionaries, you call them. And it's like actually doing something because for the last 10 years or so, that we'll say like the right generally, like conservatives and libertarians will complain about the left and how, you know, corporate America is drifting in this direction. I mean, now it's not drifting. They're full blitz going, going the left. Same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I think that something that's been missing from the sort of new right in America is not voting with their dollars and actually doing things like you just said, like don't support Buffalo Wild Wings, like go to Hooters or whoever will right. actually at least they don't even have to be on your side. Just go somewhere neutral that isn't right. trying to to manufacture, you know, this mm-hmm. this kind of like cathedral society that we see. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's the play. That's that's really the play. And it's like, and I know why they did that. The people like these bigger organizations, right? They've convinced and they get they get young people. They go and do these like pet rallies across the country and shit. They're convincing them to follow this FUD mentality, but just make it look young. No, the reality is they figured out how to capitalize off of complaining. The so-called extreme right and the so-called extreme left are the same. They're just yelling at each other about stuff and and, and grooming young people into this theory of like, just, just talk about the other side, not what's good for Americans. You know, like if I pick the side, if I went hardcore like the BLM side, I would blow out the frame. I know that, right? You're telling black people to own guns and you could, and gun control actually is racist. Oh man, it would be great. But that's not what America needs. America doesn't need more polarization. If I went hardcore right and was like repeating shit like this goofball Brandon Tatum does, I would blow out of the frame. But that's not what America needs. Those are the same people. AOC and Brandon Tatum are the same person. They're not doing something. They're just telling you why the other side is wrong. Cool. We fucking get it. The left has been the left. The Democratic Party was the fucking Klan. We like, we got it now. We know it. So how many times can you just say how horrible the other side? You motherfuckers are Batman and Joker. You're the same. You're never going to kill each other. You need each other to exist. Meanwhile... The citizens of fucking Gotham City are fucking dying. I'm Bane. 
either get it right or we're going to blow this whole shit up. I believe that we can get it right once we get rid of the corrupt politicians and the corrupt people. And the reality is Bain didn't take Gotham City like uh, like he they did some strategizing. But the people were like, yeah, this shit is corrupt. The people got down with that. The people in the independent, libertarian, and people that are conservative but are losing faith or have already lost faith in the GOP, all of these fucking rhinos, they with us. Y'all age group is the next group of people that's like, I get it. AOC is horrible. Cool. I'm not talking to fucking AOC. When you're dealing with your neighbor that happens to be leftist, it's not AOC. That's someone that in real life, if you have a legitimate conversation with them about the things that you agree with and the things that you disagree with, you'll find that you have much more in common with that person. But these organizations, especially these new ones on the right, they play in this game and they play in the American people just like the left. The squad is playing the American people on that end. And you see it when they all get very nonpartisan when it's time to take Americans money in the form of six bailouts in one year when that wasn't going through Congress. I had one fucking politician when the first batch of we're going to spend this money and we're going to, we're going to print the money up and we're not going to, we're going to do a, a quiet vote. One person, my friend, Thomas Massey was like, no, how are we going? We got one job. We got to vote on stuff. And like be in the building to do it. He got so much flack for that too. For actually following the fucking constitution. Right. Yep. And so Thomas Massey is a fucking rock star to me. Rand yes. Paul, Ron Paul are rock stars. And these are people that I can get on the phone saying that to say young people are going to more resonate with that. The, 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 the organizations are going out of their way to hide those people though. Not, not, and I'm not saying all, just some, a few, because they got their little talking heads that they want to highlight. And just like the squad, these people are the same. You want to talk about controversial? Yes, the right and the left are the same. Extreme, it's like love and hate. It's an extreme emotion. And it's a thin line between them actually. They're just different ends of the spectrum. And I see it. And I, I like, I don't, like I made a million dollars not fucking with any of these people. So I don't need any of these fucking people. What I need, would like them to do is to actually live the constitution instead of just doing a symbolic gesture. Just like, we love the flag, we would never kneel for it. Yeah, but you're asking for more fucking government. You the same goofballs that are like, back the blue no matter what. Okay, so are we backing the blue as they consistently and continue to shit all over the Constitution and your Bill of Rights? You say you're a Christian and you're conservative. Are we back in the blue when they're locking up pastors for congregating? And like, so where's the nuance here? But if I say that, I'm no longer invited to the, like, the parties. I don't give a fuck about your parties. The girls aren't that fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking food isn't that great. And I can't, you, they got a bunch of security, so I can't even fucking carry my gun. Fuck your party. What we got to be on is the American people. The American people. That is the win. The Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And if I, as a black man in this land, that when that was written, let's be very clear. The Constitution, as, as it's written, 
is not racist. As it's written, it has no mention of race. However, these were treaties. There was, there's only two ways that you can get certain things on a governmental level in America up until now. If you have a treaty with an indigenous land, right? Or you have a treaty or an understanding with the American government. That was, when that was created, black people weren't like a part of that shit. However, I use it because you know amendments have happened. I'll use it to my benefit. And if I can say that shit, knowing what I know and saying like, yo, we are like this close to the, like America could not be here anymore. We are this close to like the Republic, like fucking falling. Yeah. And, you know, we got to like start calling people out, even if they're on our so-called team, because I promise you, most of the people that are popular in a conservative movement are not on your team. They're on their team. They're on their, let's fuck, let it keep slot. They're like, remember in uh, Transformers when Shia LaBeouf was on there still? And there was one of those where they were called collaborators, people that were working with the fucking Decepticons. Yeah. Yep. Many of these people that are popular, they don't give a fuck as long as they have their position and they have their armed security detail and blah, blah, blah. And they can get that phone call to the White House or at least generate money because the guy in the White House is the other side. Right. They don't give a fuck. And we got to start being honest about that. And they'll switch. They'll start going, OK, maybe we shouldn't say that Ahmad Arbery deserved it. Maybe we still shouldn't be calling for massive amounts of the militarization of the police force. These people are being used because there's an agenda. So when they go back to blue, no matter what, but then say they're not going to comply with Second Amendment shit. I'm not going to comply with fucking mask mandates and vaccine mandates. Who the fuck do you think are, is going to be sent to carry that out? Are you still? So if we back in the blue and we're just complying because we always say, well, they should have just complied. OK, we'll comply with the fucking mask mandate. Comply with the fucking jab. Comply with when Biden and those guys that will send police to say, hey, yeah, we know you have an AR-15 because we know your serial number. Turn it in. Comply then. Ask them that question and see what they say. If they can't give you a nuanced answer, they bullshit. They just they just cheerleaders at a pep rally. And we got to start being honest about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, I was gonna ask, so Sorry, much, go ahead, what, Mike. what's your um your kind of backstory or like your red pill moment where you became so passionate about all these topics? I feel like everyone has like that one moment or a couple different ones while they're growing up that kind of get you passionately obsessed with these topics. But you, I mean, you obviously exude passion um, about two A and individual liberties. So what what's kind of your backstory and what led you here? Before this, I made music and I still occasionally write here and there. I love hip hop. I love hip hop culture. And when I say hip hop culture, I mean MCing, graffiti, break dancing. You know what I mean? Like, I love the culture of hip hop. Using, um, you know, rap, rhythm, and poetry um, to translate a message that's empowering to people. Now, whether you use that for empowerment or detriment is, you know, is up to the end user. But that's what I mean when I say hip hop. Um, and making music and traveling around selling it independently, I would, you know, you you get relationships with people. You kick it, you go to an open mic, whatever, whatever. You kick it with a guy. Y'all develop a rapport or a friendship, you know, and his crew or whatever. You leave, you come back, you say, Yo, where's Steve? Oh, Steve caught a gun charge. Damn, who'd he shoot? He didn't shoot anybody. Like, this is repetitive because it happens so often. 
You go to Detroit. Yo, where's Marcus? Oh, he caught a gun charge. Damn, who'd he shoot? Who'd he rob? He didn't rob or shoot anybody. He just had the gun. You start to see that this is a highly organized phenomenon that is designed. How are you locking somebody up for simple possession of a firearm if the Second Amendment says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed? He didn't rob anybody. He didn't try to rape anybody. He didn't take anybody's stuff. He didn't murder anybody. Just having the gun. And then seeing that, you start to go, okay, this is a setup. And then you start, you know, we started coming up with, we were going to do one event. And that one event was going to be like one thing. And then what wound up happening was too many people came to that event. And when too many people came to that event, we were like, yo, let's just keep doing it. And it continued to snowball. But even outside of just Black Guns Matter, you know, I read. I read everything. And, you know, when I was in high school, I used to get blasted. I would smoke. I would get high. And I would, if I wasn't, if I wasn't making no money in school, because I sold weed in school. If I didn't make any money, I would go take a tour of Philly. I would take like a tour of City Hall and take a tour of like Old City. Philadelphia has a lot of fucking history. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I would go to these places and I would hear about what these dudes was doing. And it was the opposite of what motherfuckers, even not even opposite. They weren't even talking about these dudes in my school. I'm like, yo, do you know how dope Benjamin Banneker was? Some of these dudes were black. Some of these dudes were white. Some of these people were, you know, indigenous. And I'm like, people in Philly are like, yeah, we don't really go down there. And I'm like, bro, do you know how like multifaceted fucking Benjamin Franklin was? You know what I'm saying? And then it becomes like, oh shit, that's where they wrote the whole founding document, like right there. I'm like 10 minutes away from that shit, you know? And so then I started to have this conversation about freedom. Then when you read more, you start to see like, a lot of freedom fighters, you see the similarities. There's no difference between an oppressive regime in the form of King George, you know what I mean? And an oppressive regime under the form of, you know, Jim Crow laws. It's oppression. And when you start learning about like Marcus Garvey that wanted his own community because there was serious racism during the 10s and 20s when he was, you know, doing his thing, you go, man, that's oppression. Then when you see you know, dudes like Thomas Paine, it's like, nah, bro, when you start reading Bastiat, them French dudes, media try to tell you like, oh, the French are soft. Nah, those fucking- They're hardcore. Yeah. Not lately. Yeah. Not lately, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and right now they protesting like tens and twenties of thousands of people in the streets of Nice, France are like opposing this fucking m- mandate shit. And the cops joined them. Did you see that? Yeah, with the blue. And I, so those cops, were they UN? Because I see they had the blue helmets. Are they just- or they just uh, wear those blue helmets in there. I didn't see. I didn't see it that close. I just saw that yeah. they. I mean, they looked like regular, like you know, niece cops or whatever. But I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it that is. was awesome. And so, because cops gonna have to, bro. At a certain point, make your fucking line in the sand. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, when you see that and study that, and then start putting those people together, I was putting people together because of similarities. The similarity is tyranny and oppression. Similarity is get the guns away from the people that we're trying to oppress. This similar and I, and for different reasons. Some of it was legit race, like legit, like no, I want to be able to drink at whatever fucking water fountain I want to. Like in hindsight, it sounds really stupid. Like now we like, first of all, generally, unless you like dying of thirst at the gym, generally no one's drinking at a fucking water water fountain. But right, if your thought is like. 
we don't care about you this much that we're going to, the state creates legislation to say, you can't drink at this water fountain. We already see what type of goofy shit we're dealing with. So that's a form of oppression. Hey, you can't live here. You can't be at this place. I don't care if you have the money. Those are dumb things. When you start to recognize that similarity, and especially when you when you you it's being self-taught, I'm telling you, I was high as shit taking these tours. <laughs> <laughs> and you start connecting, you know, little dots start connecting, you like, damn, well, shit, man. Like, what if it's still people that want monopolies to make the people just submit? Then when you start looking at it like, yo, George Washington, Mal and again, I'm not saying these people are exactly the same. Malcolm X, these were regular men and women. Like, there wasn't like, when they were like drafting like the Articles of Confederation or whatever their expatriation documents were at the time, they wasn't like listening to like classical music in the background. Like dudes was arguing like, no, bro, we get to say whatever the fuck we want and then we get guns and shit. Like <laughs> dudes, these were like farmers and fucking like blacksmiths and like working class people. So when you see that and you start connecting those dots, for me, it was just like, nah, this struggle's the same. The struggle is the same. And so it was that that those red pill or black pill moments over time that just got you to a point where you're like, oh shit, the playbook hasn't changed. It's the same playbook. We just got a different King George now. Yes, that's all. It's just like, it's again, it's Google. It's, hey, we, we created a, a, a lit platform or a lit company by being innovative. The nation created a lit nation by going like, yo, we just get to do whatever we want as long as you don't fuck with nobody else or they shit, right? You created this lit platform, but then you was like, well, shit, I, could, I, I, I wouldn't mind being a King George. That's, it's the same playbook every single time. And so when you study those things so many times and you stay out of this theory that's fed to you that, oh, that's not for you. Weed, selling weed, if you, if you, if you, if you have a, if you sell weed outside of just your neighborhood and maybe even in your neighborhood, you start to see all of y'all smoke weed. Everybody that, like everybody, like I don't care. When I sold Coke, like Coke is not, Coke is a drug that's kind of, it's a lot of people snort Coke, but they don't do it like weed is every, like teachers, fucking like everybody. Yeah. When you start to see in those different rooms, because you go in every room when you're doing deliveries with weed, you're like, holy shit, like all of y'all, <laughs> my criminal friends and my cop friends swear that they're so different. And I'm like, Psh. Bro, y'all are exactly the same. Yeah. And so when you see those similarities, for me, just con consistently seeing similarity. Nobody, even so-called anti-gun people, very rarely will you have somebody say, well, yeah, you know, if a woman's getting raped, she she should just get raped. She shouldn't have a firearm to, to stop the guy from raping her. Nobody's going to say that. Right. Nobody. So everybody generally is like, well, yeah, I mean, and then they'll say, well, you'd be an extreme. No, I'm not. That's what, one reason that we would have women have firearms, you know, 
You know, nobody right now outright is going to be like, well, you know, well, maybe the blacks shouldn't have guns. No one's really going to like overtly say that. The reality is most people don't actually believe that. There's a small section of people that want a lion's share of the power that believe that. But generally, when you start to recognize the similarity, you become passionate because you go, well, if all of you motherfuckers are the same generally with varying degrees of difference in some way, why the fuck is this? Who's making everybody fight each other? You step back from the elephant and you go, well, who's who's doing this? And then you start to see them unseen hands and you're like, oh, OK. And then you become passionate because these fucking dweebs as the unseen hands are the people that's actually making other people feel shitty, like they got to be shitty towards other people. And then you go like, oh, weed and food. I say this all of the time. Every ethnic group that I've ever sat down and broke bread with, every single one of them has a dish for chicken and rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone. Every if you're a bodybuilder, you're just going to boil the shit and like, you know what I mean? Like you're going to boil it, chicken, rice, sweet potato, broccoli. That's your f- little bit of salt because you don't want to retain water weight. That's your chicken and rice meal. If you was one of my Spanish homies, arroz con pollo, you're going to have that. If you Indian, you might have a, a, a chicken substitute because a lot of them are vegetarian. But it's like this, 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 this common thread and theme is very similar. And so you become passionate because you see the bullshit. And when you see that bullshit, you just like, man, fuck this bullshit. I could solve this. And if you're brave enough to just go be like, nah, that white dude over there, he's cool. Nah, that black dude over there, he's cool. Yo, that shorty over there, she's cool. Yo, that poor dude over there, he's cool. Yo, that rich dude over there, he's cool. Then when you start to go like, oh, I was just a person that would be, I'm like Switzerland. Everybody just likes me. So I'm just like, Yo, let's all have a panel. Yo, let's all kick it. When when my rich white homies are like, yo, Maj, what you need? Yo, bro, can you match me with like, if I get the community to raise $280,000, can you give me $280,000 to continue doing this work? Then the hood goes, so wait, that white dude just gave you a quarter of a million dollars? Yeah, he did for the work. He didn't fucking buy me a Bentley. I'm, I'm not opposed to him buying me a fucking Bentley. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But- then, the, then that breaks that narrative, and then you go like, well, damn, mate, mate, where, I trust Maj, and he's saying this dude's been done all right by him, you know, or my or my criminal uh, or cop friends are like, Maj, you, you trust that guy? Yeah, with the, my fucking life, with my life, and I trust him to protect your life if need be. So that bullshit that you got in your head about this person, because TV told you that it's like, oh, he's the criminal. You're calling him a criminal because he's doing voluntary transactions that the state said shouldn't happen when the founding fathers had fucking hemp farms. This it's literally a nation founded by criminals. Legitimately. (laughs) The whole thing. 100%. So when you tell me like, oh, Maj, he he sells cocaine. Yeah. And he also pays for everybody. He paid for that kid's fucking last semester of fucking college. He fucking like. And okay, the reason why it's violent associated with it because the state said you can't do this. Portugal made most of their hard drugs unlawful. That shit, they violent crime rate dropped like damn near non-existent in, within two years. Because it's, hey bro, if you wanna shoot heroin, 
You know what heroin's gonna make your body look like in six months. You know that, you're an adult, you know. If you choose to shoot heroin and that person has the heroin, I drink liquor. This is poison. There's no other fucking way to like, let's not pretend. This isn't good for you. It just makes you feel good. As an adult, I make a decision. I've got gallons of water right there. And I'm like, all right, I'll balance this out. Hey, man, you might be drinking a little bit too much. That's what freedom is. So if this person wants to shoot heroin and I'm not going like, motherfucker, you're going to buy the <laughs> If I'm not doing that, that's called, a, that's called commerce. Uh, And we just got to train our people, the American people, back to that liberty understanding. And for me, you know, again, we we all met at, you know, um, Freedom Fest, that more libertarian leaning ideology is what can really save our republic. It's like, bro, if you want to do that, cool. Don't fuck with nobody else's stuff. Don't fuck with nobody else. The people that uh, will associate with you voluntarily, you'll create a commerce off of that. And that free enterprise will drive the economy through the ceiling, you know, and that's just where I'm at with it. So there's a couple points you made uh, that I wanted to kind of like link together. One of them was that it's not about winning over the AOCs or anything like that. It's about regular Americans and reaching them. And I think a lot of times in our sort of libertarian circle, uh, a lot of people are very blackpilled when it comes to, you know, the idea that we can reach and influence a significant chunk of the population. I think we can. I, I think I think that we actually can. I think some people are lost causes, like all of the branch COVIDians. I think they can't be reached and they never will be. And that's fine. But I noticed that over the last year, I've made more of an effort to just the people in my life trying to influence them and get in their ear. And even if they voted Democrat their entire life, you can still like find common ground and have a conversation with them. And the other point that you made is just be likable and you're going to be way more influential. And I think that a lot of times, like, like I said, a lot of people in our circles, they're very blackpilled on that idea of, of influencing people. And they get stuck in this way of thinking where they don't want to, they'd rather just throw red meat to other libertarians than try to find common ground with normies. And I always say that you can learn a lot by talking to normies because they are the country. It's the vast majority. So why not talk to them and actually hear how they're thinking, how their brain works? It's like talking to, like, if I'm having, if I meet, when I meet Rihanna, right? <laughs> it's on the way. Our, 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 like, degrees of separation are getting smaller and smaller. I love that. Um, if, let's say, the first time I meet her, I don't get a chance to really fully chop it up with her. I, I leave her with a positive energy. Hey, what's up? Cool. Big fan. You know what I'm saying? I think you're beautiful. Yo, man, if you ever want to come shooting, here. That's the our interaction. Now, let's say if she doesn't follow me back, right, after that interaction. Imagine me going, fuck her, man. I told her to follow me back, and she didn't, da 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 You're ne- And then I post that, I tweet it, and then that gets to her, right? There's never going to be an opportunity for me to, like, date her. You just threw it out the window. Right. As opposed to understanding that. Maybe that day she got bombarded 17,000 times. You know, maybe her understanding of maybe she heard about Black Guns Matter and somebody told her I was this crazy, you know, Trump supporter that doesn't like black people. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Right. But if I throw that out the window and don't leave room for the opportunity, there, there will be no more growth. 
sometimes what happens is um, we got to let government be who they are. In the last year and some change, more people that I've just been empathetic with and just shared my view while respecting their view, something as simple as my leftist friends, most of my friends identify as left or Democrat. When I go into their house, I don't take a gun. They're anti-gun, you know, or they think they are. And I'll make a joke about it, and I might take a magazine in. If I take a magazine in, I'll be like, yo, man, you know, you're going to kill me, man. What? And I bought a magazine in your house. And don't even have to have any rounds in it. And they go, man, it ain't the gun? No, no, the gun in the vault in the car. But I, I know you don't like. I want to introduce. My goal is to introduce you to a magazine. I know you're afraid of the gun. You're going to start asking questions about this magazine. Well, what? Well, what is it? How, like, how does it work? Oh, well, see this thing right here? You, It's like a Pez dispenser. And you push the candy down. And <laughs> when the bad guy's got a sweet tooth, you give him some candy. <laughs> Maybe two pieces. Right. Because this guy's got an extreme sweet tooth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, and I'll go, well, I can show you how. You cool if I go get, yeah, well, just show me. I'm not interested in fighting against them. I'm not interested in destroying our relationship. That person that the freedom dictates that they have the right to be afraid, the right to be ignorant, the right to whatever. My agenda is because I have an agenda. My agenda is when the time when the time is right for me to get the better roses for Rihanna. I've already laid the groundwork properly. We're not we're not here to alienate or ostracize. You get what I'm saying? We're not here to do that. We're here to communicate our position to secure the goal in military tactics and strategy. All of your movements should be in advancing towards the end goal. It doesn't make sense for me to argue back and forth with an extreme person. It doesn't make sense. It's a losing I, endeavor. It's a losing. They're actually going to become more entrenched in their view. So I just go, cool, man. I still love you anyway. Don't beat me up, man. You know, I just, or I find empathy. If it's a woman and she's anti-gun, I'll say, I respect your position. I'm just afraid that some weirdo that's not as respectful as me may try to put you in a position where they want to be sex to sexually assault you. And if I'm not there, because if I'm there, it'll never fucking happen. However, if I'm not there or somebody like me isn't there, I want you to have the means to defend yourself. And that's the only thing that I'm afraid of. That person now feels understood. That person feels like, oh, this person is concerned about my protection. You know, on my anti-gun homies, it's like, yeah, we need we need more police. And I'm like, bro, I love you. I just didn't know that you trusted the government that much. And they're like, well, I don't trust the government. I'm like, well, you kind of do if you just want only them to have guns. And and I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying, bro, I hope I could get to that level of trust in the government. I hope that the government gets so good at their job that I could share that same level of trust as you do. This is a game of influence winning hearts and minds. And like you said, you don't you don't influence anybody by being a dick. I mean, I get away with it on Instagram and Twitter because I'm just like, it's funny. And this person is already being a dick to me, you know? But like, when we're trying to convince people, you're, when your enemy's making a, a mistake, don't interrupt them. 
The government right now is making a mistake. They're overreach. There is nobody in America that's like, yes, the government has been doing such a great job over the last year and a half. Not anyone that's sane. Not a, and, right. And if they say nope. they, they insane, they the AOCs or the extreme, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. They ain't our, they ain't right. our market demographic anyway. So Maj, I wanted to shift gears really quick back to something you were talking about earlier. Um, there was a clip that went around yesterday. You may or may not have seen of um, what's his name, Don Lemon and uh, Chris Cuomo. It was like thirty seconds long. I'd, like, I'd love to get your live reaction because um, I know I had a few thoughts on it, but I'm Yo. sure yours will be. <laughs> All right, let's go. You can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine. You don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine. Can't go to work. You don't have a vaccine. Can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's where I think we should be right now because we continue to waste our breath on people who are just not going to change. They're, you know, the circular logic. They just keep going back and saying, well, it's my freedom. It's whatever. I'm. So that's it. It's my freedom. It's whatever. It's my freedom. It's whatever. Listen, let me read what I tweeted on this. I'm going to read it. It's on my Instagram right now and Twitter. In regards to threats by Don Lemon to segregate folks choosing immune systems over the jab, if you take anything this clown says in a manner other than a clickbait soundbite, reevaluate yourself. This is the same guy that says white men are the problem in America while slurping one. I can't. <laughs> dude, oh, dude, dude is. It's clickbait, and he and he knows it. I, I don't even think he believes that. Can you imagine? You know, let's imagine if a white dude says that. And I'm not I'm not here to like be like the savior and defense of like white dudes. You guys, welcome to the club. You guys are getting attacked now. Like you skip <laughs> shit, but like it's your turn, right? However, can you imagine for a second if a white dude was like, you know. Well, if, if the black community doesn't want to get vaccinated, they, they shouldn't be able to eat. They shouldn't be able to go to grocery stores. They shouldn't be able to, um, you know, we, we want we don't we don't we don't want those undesirables in our community. Now, it's, it's OK to say it now because y'all have been made to be looked like the enemy. And some of y'all motherfucking white dudes are fucking crazy. Sorry, that exists. It, it, it does. However, that sweeping generalization it's like saying, oh, all of the black dudes are fucking like criminals. Damn, that's a sweeping generalization. That's a broad fucking brush. But he knows that. He knows he's not going to get reprimanded for it. It's going to generate energy for the, you know, for the show. His contradiction is clear. You can't believe that. You can believe whatever you want. And he that's the beauty of freedom. He has the right to say that dumb shit. We have a right to go, that's some dumb shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's some dumb shit. Like, like you're asking for people to ignore HIPAA laws, privacy, fuck the Fourth Amendment, fuck your privacy, fuck any of that. If you don't, if I said, imagine if I said to a woman, whether you want just regardless of inserting whatever, we ain't even gonna talk about what the topic is. Imagine if I said, you don't want this in you. But I'm going to force this in you. And if you don't take this and let me penetrate you, 
I'm going to make your life fucking horrible in hell. Where are the fucking Me Too people? Right. Exactly. And so. And what happened to my body, my choice, right? That just went out the window, too. Only when relevant. And that's their talking point. So dude knows that it's, it's, it's a clown show. He's a clown. He's entertaining uh, every now and then. He, he's, he has one of those soundbite things that I'm like, ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know, but like, nah, dude's, dude's a fucking clown. What did, like, what did Dave Smith call him? The dumbest man on television? <laughs> Yo, I legit used to think that people made fun of talking heads or called them talking heads because I'm like, no, these guys probably are smart, man. You're just calling them that. No, I've met a lot of them. Teleprompters are like amazing for them. They don't have to, you know what I mean? And they they say some off the cuff shit and their their extreme fan base will uh, like agree with them. And they in these silos, these little yes man bubbles. So they don't hear any cr critiques and criticism. I'll add them. I'm like, yo, you're you're fucking retarded, bro. Like there's there's not there's not even like a there's it's so dumb that I know that you're playing this ratings and headline right. game. Did you feel like there's some like kind of trying to normalize the conversation when they keep talking about this like two class citizenship of vaccinated versus unvaccinated? Like, like throwing the feelers out there. They're putting yeah. more and more out there to make it normal conversation. I'm good with it. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's split America up. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Hell nice, yeah. Nice the the fucking the, the, like it's already it already is. We can look at so-called red states and cities and so-called blue states and cities. We can see it. We can see it. San Francisco. Every I'm, I'm all the the benefit of traveling the country is I'm able to be in all of these cities and go. Oh, there's a common theme of this is shitty. There's a common theme, as opposed to other places. Where I'm like, man, this this places. Even Austin, but they're more left leaning shit. I'm like, well, at least Austin is clean as shit. You're still a blue city in a red fucking state. So, okay. That that is freedom, and it ain't even got to be state. I'm not even asking for state sanctioning of it i'm just saying bro if you want to support these policies move to fucking insert whatever city and state yeah if you want to i love that governor greg abbott even though he fucked up you shouldn't have put the mask mandates in place in the first place but i love that he's like i'm creating an order we're banning fucking mask mandates and we're fucking banning this vaccination mandate i love it now the problem is Everybody about to move to motherfucking Texas. Yeah. There you know they are. Then yep. they are. And so I'm cool with that when it's voluntary. And also, don't ask us for shit. It's going to be like farmers, welders, like liberty-minded people, gun owners. You motherfuckers are actually about to make certain parts of the country a fucking utopia. Yeah, with, yeah no um, they're already doing it with the nullification. There's several sanctuary cities for Second Amendment, uh, sanctuary states, even. Um, Texas just passed a law where, like, as long as you live in Texas and you get it from a Texas FFL, you can get own silencers because they figured out that it's the Commerce Clause that makes it a violation of the NFA. And now the ATF is, of course, shitting their pants over it because everyone in Texas is about to buy a silencer. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Right. And I love, I love it. it. I, these I love are the it. things that we have. These are solutions. And when you see when you see the murder rate decrease even more in these places, no, it's not a fucking movie. Like the bad guys are walking around with the silencer going pew, pew. Yeah. Don't even fucking sound like that. But it's like 
I'm okay with it. It's 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 freedom. It's freedom. You won't get states that just like I don't go into Buffalo Wild Wings and I don't go to Levi's. Okay, I won't fucking go to your state. I, or even if I come into your state, one, I'm still going to violate the rule because I'm there to do a job to inform people. But on top of that, I just won't spend any money while I'm there. I have an RV. I can stock up in a red state, drive to your blue state, stay in the fucking RV and not spend any tourism money. And then as more of the silent majority does that, they'll change. Yeah, you're going to change. You're going to change because you know freedom in the Constitution is our way of life, not the other way around. The shit you on, you are fully free and welcome to do that shit. You motherfuckers should start a socialist compound. You should start a communist compound. And whatever, you, you live in a place that you are free to do that. Mm-hmm. Problem is you're talking about it and you haven't done it to see that the shit don't work. So, or they just haven't read it. a history book. Go do it. And then I'm going to be sipping my tea going like, yeah. And then, you know, my grandmother used to say, sometimes people don't learn until they bump it. They fall on their ass. And so then it's like, okay, as an American, if you want to come over here, these are our ways of life. Or you can stay over there in fucking Portland and whatever that town called is like with the fake. The contradictions are just too clear, though. You say we don't we don't want borders. And then as soon as you get a town, you make gates around it. So, right. you know, I'm with it. I'm, I'm with so, all the smoke. I got guns and a bunker. I'm fine. <laughs> and so, Infowarstore.com mug. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did um, want to you touched on it a little bit. Uh, my guys over on uh, not a podcast said that they would you could have better luck radicalizing people at like a NASCAR race or a monster truck rally than you could like a libertarian convention in DC. I want to get your thoughts on that. Wait, so you could radicalize people. Like they would be more receptive to your message. They are receptive to the message. That's why. um, So yes and no, both are necessary. And in the Bible and Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot and his family were righteous. They was in the middle of all of the fuck shit, literally, like literally. They were in the middle of it, the fuck shit. The angels came and was like, yo, bro, Lot, get your team out of here, bro. And because we're going to destroy the whole town. And Lot's like, well, look, let me just find one family. If I find one family that's like not down with the fuck shit, then you destroy it. And the angel's like, okay, you're not going to find them, but all right. Gives him time. He doesn't find him. He's like, listen, bro, we got to like. God's like calling me right now. Like I got to like destroy this city and shit. And so he's like, listen, get out of it. And Lot's like, okay, me and my family going to get out of here. The angel's like, yo, don't look back. If you look back, you're going to turn into a pillar of salt. You're going to be salty. Don't turn around. The wife turns around. Lot can't even turn around to like check on the wife because he'll turn into a pillar of salt. Saying that to say this, the reason why we go into these cities to do the work Yes, we would. That NASCAR group, they already our group. They already our tribe. They about freedom. They will be they already receptive to it. We don't need to preach to the choir. If I want to lead the chorus, I got to turn my back to the crowd. I can't just go where it's going to be the easy layup. We got to go where it's challenging. That's how America was founded. That's how all empires are founded. That's how ironically That's how we're actually going to save the republic. 
the reason why a major reason why we're in this place is because the GOP and other so-called right-leaning uh, ideologies or participants weren't going where the work was needed. They didn't recognize that there's people, pockets of people that are receptive to that message there, but they don't, the message isn't presented to them. So yeah, I'll go to NASCAR. I'll, I'll fundraise at NASCAR and extract from DC. Because well, I, are, I like it. You see what yeah, so I, I get it. And I, on a related note here, and this will be the gayest thing I say all day, but you work out, don't you? Absolutely. Right. Okay. So there, I got that out of the way, but anyway, tell me, so similar to the NASCAR thing, um, I could speak for the Brazilian jiu-jitsu community and MMA community in general. Uh, they were very receptive to these kinds of ideas over the last year yep. because when all the gyms got shut down, I've told this story on the podcast, but we were training through April and May when everything was closed down and we had to put curtains up in the windows and park our cars down the streets. And it, we took these very apolitical people and they were ready to start tarring and feathering. They were so pissed off about this stuff. And I would imagine that like weightlifting gyms, like those demographics, people that were directly affected by these policies are also receptive to being radicalized. Bruh, my man Ian Smith over at a yeah. gym. I'm a member. I'm a supporter. I can't say member because they don't do memberships. I'm a supporter of that gym and, and yeah. Ian and, and the guys over there and the women over there. Bongino like, is like, I'll support. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, you're talking about some people get off drugs by like going to church. Some people get off of drugs by going to the gym. That is a religious establishment. That's like their holy place. It's therapy. Right. And so here you got government, some pencil neck like chump coming through telling you you can't. Who the fuck are you? In no other place in the world would you even think to have the audacity to tell me in shape gun owner what the fuck I should do. So now you got this little, you know, you check clipboard and you think it's cool to and I get it. So yeah, they, they're absolutely receptive. The thing is, because they're so self-contained as gym people and self-motivated, they usually stay to themselves. Most freedom people do. Yeah. We just like, yo, you do your thing. I'm gonna just I want to go to the gym. I want to get a juicy pump. I don't know about what you're doing at the club tonight. I don't really have a great time actually. But I'm going to get this juicy pump, you know, thick thighs matter type shit. And so those guys, when you take their therapy away from them, it becomes a like if they're 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 scientists to a certain extent. They count on their nutrients, they paying attention to what they're putting in their body, how much water did I drink, caloric intake. So you got to show them the process that this makes sense. So those same guys, if it was a legit, like a legit, like, oh shit, this is real. You wouldn't have to tell people not to go anywhere if none of this shit would be going on. The plant, like if it was like the way that they initially tried to package it, you wouldn't be get. there wouldn't be like, you got to follow this protocol to go to the airport. The pilots wouldn't show up. They wouldn't be there. The people checking you out at the grocery store, if it was the zombie apocalypse outside, like they package it as. There would be no truckers. It just wouldn't be a thing. So when those guys see like, nah, this doesn't make sense. And we gave you two weeks. You asked for two weeks. We gave it to you. Now we're stronger than you and fuck you. 
this this new wave of like we're gonna we're gonna issue another group of lockdowns. Y'all gonna get some people fucking hurt. Suicides are up. Overdoses. Everything. Overdoses are domestic up. Domestic abuse. Everything. Domestic abuse up. Now you've we've had a touch of okay, we're kind of getting back to normal. Now you think, and 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 okay, I went to every place that was a hot spot on purpose. I jet skied in Miami twice. I went to Texas. I hung out. Cool, give it to me. Let the antibodies do what it do. But then when I see, okay, you guys said this is, it was going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a super spreader event, and. The cases, never mind the fact that the PCR tests are bullshit from the gate, but okay, yeah. even the cases are similar. Fuck you. Fuck you. Come do something to me. They're going to get this this mentality. They're going to get law enforcement hurt. Ignorant law enforcement officers that aren't smart enough to go, this is bullshit, and I have discretion to not participate, and I'm not participating. Officers that think they're doing like that's biting that bait and think they're doing like a, a service to humanity. Some of those dudes are going to get their fucking face blown the fuck off. And it's that blood is going to be on the hands of these type of administrations. So that, that conversation to alpha dudes that are very strong and pay attention and are, this is their therapy. It absolutely resonates with that group of people. And they've been objective and, and listened to you for a while. If a girl says, Hey, I'm going to give you some pussy in like 30 days. <laughs> Day 32, if she's still hemming and hawing, it's like, not only do I don't want to fuck you, I'm fuck you. And so it's similar in that regard. If you said, hey, give us two weeks to slow the spread. We think it's bullshit, but OK, we gave it to you. It's a year and a half, almost two years later. Fuck you. And we're still waiting for pussy. <laughs> we're still waiting like come on it's summertime i need the pussy like what <laughs> yeah. hey that's a good place let's end it there that's a great yeah. place to end it. perfect yeah cool. hey and well do you have time for rapid fire questions like yeah, five six it. of them all let's right okay so if you could fight one person from history who would it be mike tyson Ooh, shit. Man. Okay. I, like I was thinking answer. like Teddy Roosevelt or something, but okay. <laughs> um, would you rather give Anthony Fauci a swirly or a wedgie? Wedgie. You've been arrested he by the his FBI. Head up his ass. So I'm going to clear his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been arrested by the FBI for your libertarian extremism. What song do they play on repeat to get you to talk? To get me to talk? Yeah. yeah. There's no song that they can play. <laughs> okay. I like it. You'll it's dig it, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, on a related note, <laughs> on a related note, which libertarian would do best in prison? Big boy from Outcast. I didn't know he's a libertarian. Okay. For over Hell twenty yeah. years. Hell yeah. Oh damn. Okay. Uh, did we go to the moon in nineteen sixty nine? Fuck no. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in the recent UFO stories the government's been letting out? I don't believe in belief. I okay, that podcast. sounds like a whole other podcast. Okay. Um, how much money would it take for you to be Nancy Pelosi's gigolo for one night? $800 million. I respect that. 
That's all I got for rapid fire. <laughs> so cool. Maj, thanks so much for your time. Um, if you want to give any of your social media plugs or uh, anything people want to know about you, go ahead and plug yeah. away. Um, y'all can get some merch, um, blackgunsmattershop.com. So all of, the, all of the work is free. The classes are free, but there's crowdfunded. So your donations with you know merch, buying some merch, if you want to identify what you're about with your clothes, or you, you, know, you can blackgunsmattershop.com, or if you just want to donate to the work. Um, we need all hands on deck. We have a, an a anonymous donor that's going to give us $280,000. is going to match it. Um, we got to do that within the next month or so. Um, so we need everybody all hands on deck uh, to just donate. GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. Um, YouTube.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. YouTube, I'm starting a new channel. It's old, but I'm starting to put content on it. YouTube.com forward slash Maj Toure. And now that that promo stuff's out of the way, if you're going through something, man, if you're a vet, if you're not, um, vet, there's like 22 vets kill themselves a day. You know what I mean? That based on that number, that that statistic. If you're going through something, man, email me. Email me. Majtoure at gmail.com. Um, I'd rather listen to the shit you're going through than read your fucking obituary. So if you need an ear, if you need to chop it up, you know, I'm very accessible. I make myself very accessible to the people. If you're going through some shit, your baby mom's stressing you out. I saw a video of a guy fucking chopping his fucking girlfriend's head off in uh, Mill, Minnesota, a suburb right outside of Minnesota um, a few days ago. Mind you, she had wrote him a letter to please be released because they had a, he had an arson charge or something like that. She wrote him a letter and they were allegedly on the way to court for another case. And uh, she told him she didn't want to be with him and he literally beheaded her. In um, fucking broad daylight, um, I got the video half of it because this shit is you don't want that shit in your spirit. No. But um, but like if you're going through something, man, before you do something stupid, please reach out. I don't give a fuck. I don't really sleep like that. Um, I've been sleeping a little bit more lately, but just like let's, if you want to chop it up, talk about some shit. You got an idea? You fucking stressed over money and you got a cool shirt design or a gidget or a widget. You want to send me one to push it, and that'll help you get some money so you don't fucking rob somebody or shoot the wrong person. Email me, man. Like this is what America actually is supposed to be. We got to live up to these ideals, you know. And we individuals that have our own individual liberty and sovereignty, but we are also uh, a collective. And if we want to push the collective to be better, you know, like in Batman, the movie where uh, she says, if you want to, you know. Uh, save the world, you have to learn to trust it. And she wound up being a fucking villain. But nonetheless, the phrase makes sense. So, you know, uh, you know, I just want to make myself available to folks. And um, I'm, I promise you I'm not fucking Hollywood. I promise you I'm not. So, uh, you know, just let's let's all just work together. Um, yeah, GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. And uh, I appreciate you guys for for taking the time to have me on. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you should be fucking subscribing to the channel. You should be fucking retweeting the shit out of Paul's to the Wall podcast. Um, first of all, it's a fucking great name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's it. That's pretty much all I got. Thanks, Maj. Awesome. Thanks for your time and thanks yeah. for everything you're doing. Yeah, sure. love the work Thank you're you. doing, man. Keep it up. For sure. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Thank you. Bye. Bye.